Mom Courage, the podcast, questioning norms and finding the real conversation around motherhood, being a woman, and family life. I'm Carrie Promozik, your host. Welcome, Courageous Mamas. Preschool is not just a place for our kids to learn the ABCs and the 123s. It is so much more. And you are going to hear about it in this episode. Cindy Sanford, director of Mill Creek Parish Preschool and early childhood educator, is our guest expert. Cindy will be our guide to all the inside info on why our young kids need to attend preschool. We will be discussing the details behind what looks like play in preschool and in reality is the developmental work needed for preschool kids to be successful. Yes, speech and language, fine motor muscles, and social skills are all the rage in preschool. We are talking appropriate preschool choices, kindergarten prep, and oh yes, screen time. Also, learn more about the real conversation behind preschool. I think you're going to like it. So, get ready for The Power of Preschool. Hey, Courageous Mamas. This is Carrie Promozik, your host. Welcome to Mom Courage and welcome to the conversation. Today, we are talking preschool. Yes, we are digging in with navigating the early childhood years with Cindy Sanford, director of Mill Creek Parish Preschool in Durwood, Maryland. For those of you listening local, that is right here in MoCo, Maryland. Now, Cindy Sanford grew up in Montgomery County and received a degree in psychology from the University of Maryland in 1992. She always loved to be around children and after working as a substitute at a child care center during college, decided to be an early childhood educator. She worked in the child health field for over 10 years as both a teacher and administrator. After she had children, she transitioned from childcare to preschool so that she would have a more manageable work schedule and be home with her kids after school. Sydney started teaching at Mill Creek Parish Preschool in 2002 and has been the director there since 2009. She loves working with children and their families. It helps keep her Young, so welcome, Sydney. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. All right, so we want to start off here. Tell about yourself, your experience, your teaching preschool, and about Mill Creek Parish Preschool. Okay. Um, I don't. I mean, you kind of gave the background, <laughs> but um, you know, basically, I've always loved working with kids. Even when I was a kid, I, you know, was always babysitting. I have a big family, lots of siblings and cousins so I was always around kids and so I always kind of knew I wanted to work with kids and then when I was mm-hmm. in college and started working at a child care center I realized yeah this is what I want to do I want to teach I just feel like when they're young um they're mm-hmm. still they're still so joyful and they love school and they're happy and I just really am drawn to that and I also feel like you can make such a big difference in their life Um, And a lot of people don't realize how important those young years are, like before the age of five, but that's really when their love for school or not love for school would start. So my thing is, I just really want kids to love school. And that's, 
you know, that's the happiest thing about my job is walking through the halls, hearing the kids laughing and talking and just, I really want them to be joyful and just really start out those first few years just loving school because they have so much time ahead of them to be stressed out by things. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like those early childhood years, that should just be a time of fun and playfulness. And really that's how they learn. So. Yeah. Yeah. That emotional happy side of it, just that intro to school. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So I was checking out the MCPP, that's Mill Creek Parish Preschool website. And part of your mission is this. I'm just going to read the beginning part of it just to get us going. Okay. So Mill Creek Parish Preschool is committed to providing quality preschool education, balancing appropriate academic goals in a nurturing environment while promoting the development of social and moral values common to our families and our community as a whole. So with that great mission in mind... What what is the main reason kids need to attend preschool? The main reason I believe is um, for the socialization Mm -hmm. by far. Mm -hmm. Um, The Mm -hmm. educational stuff, that's that's all going to come. And, you know, obviously the education is an important component of our school. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like our school is very hands-on and play-based. So it may, like, to most people coming in, it would just look like, oh, these, it's a bunch of kids playing. But the teachers put mm-hmm. a lot of thought into, you know, the materials and everything that are out because young kids, that's how they learn is through play. So, mm-hmm. but by far, it's the socialization. That's why kids need to go to preschool. Um, you know, you can teach, at home, you can teach your kids the ABCs and the one, two, threes and how to do puzzles mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You cannot right. replicate a classroom with, you know, 10 or 12 other kids all the same age working together. Right. So, so really preschool is all about learning to basically be in a group. And that's really, Mm -hmm. I've talked to a lot of kindergarten teachers and by far that's what they like. They want kids to come in there knowing how to wait their turn, how to be patient, how to independently put their things away, all that good stuff. The learning Mm -hmm. to read and all that is developmental. It's going to happen. Um, so, you know, teachers would by far rather have kids that know how to work in a group rather than knowing, you know, the sounds, all the letters making all that stuff, which, like I said, there's a place for that too in our program, but, but Mm -hmm. top of everything is the social skills. That's what we're working on. Right. Totally. Because that, like you said, that group experience makes sense because our kids need, when they're little, need to learn how to sit at a table together, get their lunch together, exactly. you know, hang up their coats, all those basics that seem so simple. But when you do it as a group, right. that's really part of how you learn. Like you got to have those things done kind of, like you were saying, that educational stuff will come, right. but knowing how to be social helps you be able to dip, get those like educational levels as well as they enter kindergarten. Yes, I guess. absolutely. Because having those self- mm-hmm. social skills really makes you ready to learn, ready to be at that next step. So, right. And like I said, you really can't replicate that group setting at home. That's, that's the Mm -hmm. one thing you can't do. So. Right. 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 It makes, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And and like you were saying too, like some of those things seem so simple, you know, being able to sit down Mm -hmm. and eat with a group or, you know, putting your coat on and all the, all these things. Well, a lot of times at home, I mean, I know when my kids were little, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. think about having your two-year-old learn to put their coat on by themselves because honestly, it's a lot easier to just do it for right. them. But when they're mm-hmm. in a group of, you know, eight or nine other kids, 
the teachers have to teach them how to do it because otherwise we'd spend the whole day getting their coats on and they'd never even get outside. So. Right. Right. That, that, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, that just sense of that in that piece of doing it yourself kind of thing that you're right when we're at home, sometimes, you know, we parents just do it because we got to get moving, but in the school, right. The school setting, it's teaching them how to do it. So that socialization is totally key. I so so hear that and know that from my own. Um, so I was, another thing I want to bring up from your website, because I was so excited looking at it, um, was one of the part in the philosophy section. This leads us uh, right into like in this next part I wanted to get to with you, which is um, under your philosophy section there, it says, uh, list as one of your beliefs. We believe in providing a child-sized world. This promotes a sense of independence. We want children to feel comfortable in the relaxed, friendly, and secure atmosphere of the school. In this accepting environment, your child will feel more capable to do his or her work to explore, share, play, problem solve, and communicate with other peers. And, you know, just listening to that as one of your beliefs, a big thing for preschoolers is independence, being the big kid, right? Absolutely. So tell us about age-appropriate choices and independence talk for preschoolers. Okay, well, and some of it, like I said, it's going to be different at home and at school. But, like, at Mm -hmm. school, Mm -hmm. we promote a lot of independence. Like, even our youngest kids, the two-year-olds, when they're done eating their snack, they know. They go throw their trash away. Um, you know, if, if they spill water on the table, we help them go get paper towels and they clean it up. And those things can be done at home, too. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we when they make a mess with the toys, they clean it up when they're done. And obviously, mm-hmm. we're helping them through that. But by pre-K, it's amazing. And usually, I only teach the twos. This year, I'm teaching um, a group of pre-K kids. And it's amazing mm-hmm. to me. Like when I say it's cleanup time, I'm used to the twos where I can say it's cleanup time, but really it's me <laughs> like following behind them. The pre-K kids are awesome. They can do it all on their own. I don't even have to help them for the most part. So it's, it's mm-hmm. really amazing what four-year-olds are capable of doing. Um, yeah. And as far as like appropriate choices that kids can make, you know, mm-hmm. What, what they want to wear in the morning. So, you know, some parents get really crazy about how the kids look in the morning. I don't care. And like, I have parents every day, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. They pick their own outfit. I'm like, no, that's great. That's wonderful. I, I mean, that's one battle you don't have to have. And, and why have it? If, if they want to wear something that doesn't match, or if they want to wear a pajama bottoms, who cares? Let, let it go. They're, you know, they're in preschool. So that's a completely appropriate choice that they can make you know what they want to have for snack after school that's an that's a choice they can make um do you want to go to the Mm -hmm. playground or do you want to ride your bike those kind of choices and when they're little it's Mm -hmm. best to have you know do you want this or this this or this Mm -hmm. Mm open-ended usually does not work for that age and also only give them a choice if you're willing to go with that choice that's another thing like you know I hear (laughs) parents all the time that you know do you, do you want to go to the doctor now? Well, they have to. So like, you're right. not going to accept the answer of no. So don't even ask the question. Right. Right. Yes. Um, that whole giving two choices, like don't leave it open-ended. Do you want to go to the playground right. or do you want to go to the, the, the soccer exactly. park? Like two yes. things. It's that's age appropriate because they can developmentally manage exactly. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like your example that do you want to yeah. go to the doctor? Like we have to. And, and the answer might right. be no. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so just don't ask that question. <laughs> okay. And, and also so the thing the, is too, like some parents make the mistake of giving too many choices. 
And and oh, yeah. some choices, yeah. like you're saying, you know, there are appropriate choices and then there are inappropriate. You know, your your child, right. a three year old, is not old enough to decide. Do you want to go to school today? Oh, you're not feeling well. Do you want to go to school today? Right. The parents need to make that choice. Obviously, if your kid's sick, even if they want to go to school, right. you need to be the parent and make the choice. No, you're not going to school because you're sick. Um, right. And also, you know, kids, it, you would think they like making choices, but they count on the mm. adults in their life to keep them safe. And they, mm. they need to, you know, they need to know that the parent's making the right choice for them and doing the right thing. Like mm-hmm. giving them too many choices at an early age is not a good thing. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, yeah, I would imagine overwhelming too exactly. for some of our preschool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, developmentally yeah. appropriate. So it makes sense. I like that. I always liked that when I had little ones, that controlling yeah. choice, like two, exactly. two options exactly. is always nice. And knowing that you're okay with either one yep. is the parent That's in charge. Right. <laughs> right. Do I want to go to the playground in the soccer right. park? Is that okay right. for me? Then I'll give the choices. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so let's talk about, um, this okay. is a big one, screen uh, time. It's big for all yeah. of us, right? Even especially us adults now, too, these days. Everybody, yes, especially yeah. now. But it also applies to our preschoolers as well. And I guess what I'm looking here is like in your experience with preschoolers over the years in the developing use of phones, yep. tablets, lap- laptops, you know, yep. all the screens. Okay, so I guess this is kind of two-parter. What do, um, or what role do screens play in preschoolers' life, and how do you see screens impacting preschoolers? Uh, this is a huge one for me. Um, and yeah, I yeah. just, you know, I've been around for a long time, so I've really seen, yeah. uh, you know, I taught yeah, yeah. before there were screens of, in, you know, when I first started teaching, mm-hmm. it was just TV. That was it. And, you know, we always talked about, oh, you don't want your kids watching too much TV and blah, blah, blah. Well, now, you know, there's screens everywhere. It's constant. And um, to me, young kids should have, I'm not saying no screen time. There's a time and place for it. And, you know, it's fine once, you know, once three or four year olds, if you have them watch a short video or if, you know, they're playing a little educational game, but it should be, you know, under an hour a day, honestly, is what it should be. That's Mm -hmm. My opinion, but that opinion is shared by a lot of experts. So, um, yeah, and and I know it's the easy thing to do to keep them quiet and everything, but I just, you know, as an educator, I have just seen the toll it has taken on these kids. And I am happy because it seems like things are starting to turn around a little bit because I think in the beginning Mm -hmm. it was so new and people didn't really know how screens affected kids. And it was like a cool thing. And everyone wanted to, you know, give your kid an iPad and, oh, that's so fun. And y'all, I'd be in restaurants Mm -hmm. and see, you know, families and the kids are staring at iPads and not even talking to each other. And it just made me so sad. So I think now that more research has come out about how detrimental screens can be on everybody, but especially Mm -hmm. young children, um, I think parents are more cognizant of that and maybe hopefully not giving them as much. But uh, some some of the right. things I've seen just over the last, um, you know, several years is fine motor skills, mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, we have kids coming mm-hmm. in that th- because they don't color and paint and do the things that they used to do. If they're always mm-hmm. just swiping a screen, they don't build up those muscles mm-hmm. they need to learn to write their name and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So that's a big one. I've seen a lot more speech issues um, when kids mm-hmm. are just looking at screens all the time, that means they're not talking to people. And it used to be 
and hopefully yes. it still is for a lot of people. But, you know, when my kids were little and we were driving in the car, we were talking all the time. And I was saying, mm-hmm. oh, you know, look over there. Can you find, you know, do you see the, the blue truck? That kind of, and, you know, they were learning through that. And now so many kids, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a lot of it this year just because with COVID, I'm having to go get the kids out sure. of the cars. So I can't tell you how many mm-hmm. kids have to hand over the phone or hand over the iPad before they get out of the car seat. And it, mm-hmm. it just makes me sad mm-hmm. because these are, they're in the car for probably 10 minutes. You know, save mm-hmm. the screens for when you're going on a long road trip that's six hours. Then you let them watch a movie or play a game or whatever. But just driving around locally, right. they really should not have to look at a screen. Um, and, and the other thing it right. really does is, you know, it, it's taking away, you know, kids need to be bored sometimes because that's what leads yeah. them to imagination mm-hmm. and creativity. So yeah. if you're always looking at yeah. something, it really, it doesn't give you time to wonder about things. And, and I don't yeah. know, that that's another thing that makes me sad because I've just noticed that a lot more. Like it used to be, you know, I'd ask some silly question or something in school and I'd get all these funny answers from the kids. And now a lot of them just look at mm-hmm. me like, what do you mean? Well, that couldn't happen. And I'm like, well, yeah, but let's think mm-hmm. about it. Let's wonder about it and think, you know, what if it could mm-hmm. happen? Then what? Um, so, and, you know, that's a big thing. We want our kids to be creative because eventually we want them to be able to sure. think outside the box. And that, you know, that's how the most successful people start is by wondering Mm -hmm. about things so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know I think that part where you're talking about fine motor and speech you know our exposure to language is very important for those ages just a quick break we will be right back So engaging in conversation is language, and that's how our kids pick up. So, you know, as you're seeing some of these things, a little increase in maybe kids not grasping the pencil as well or the pen the crayon, you know, these are just little signs for us as parents to pay attention to because it's just a little awareness, you know, oh, you know, maybe someone listening to it, like, you know, I really do think I need to not be doing that because I didn't really realize right. the language effect, you know, these tiny little things are really important. And I think speech development and fine motor yeah. are big anyway. Like I remember yep. the Play-Doh and all that, right? Like you do right. those things for a purpose. We think it's fun, Absolutely. but it's really to build yeah, muscles, right? Is. And, you know, and that that's the yeah. nice thing about preschool too is, at least at our preschool, mm-hmm. we're a screen-free zone. You know, like once in a while, if a teacher, yeah. or let, let's say we're talking about outer space or right. something that we can't like go out and see, the, the teachers might use an iPad to show like a picture of Mars or a picture of the moon, things like that. But, you know, we don't mm-hmm. have, we don't even have computers or um, anything in the class because they don't need that. This, this, we're only in school for right. like three or four hours. So it's kind of a screen-free time. Mm-hmm. When they're doing things like you said, mm-hmm. Play-Doh, building with blocks, um, using mm-hmm. tweezers and things like that. Like we're, we're using mm-hmm. a lot of different materials that build those, you know, fine motor muscles that they're going to need for yeah. school. And, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, well, they don't need to write anymore anyway. They'll just be, you know, typing everything. I, I, I don't go for that. They, they right. still need. Right. That, that's a developmental thing. You need to be able to write mm-hmm. and Right. Yeah. Right. 
and you eat like we exactly. do lots of other things with Absolutely. fine motor skills. We have to, right, we Absolutely. use forks and knives and all these other tiny things, you know, that we and we have to touch a pen on yes, some of our do. screens sometimes. So we do have to yes. grasp it. So it's there. And you know, I want to tell you, I looked up with your hours of time on the screen, I looked up the American yep. Academy of Pediatrics and they recommend you're gonna write you're right on par here. Get ready. They recommend preschoolers use screens no more than one to okay. two hours a yeah. day. It says, it says, and it says in our tech savvy world, this includes TV shows, streaming videos, games, apps, yeah. any website. Yeah. So, you know, that's right on yeah. par there. So, you know, we want to keep that in mind with our preschoolers today without yeah. a doubt. So let's get into um, this competitive lifestyle many of our kids face today. You know, schools, sports activities, there's so much of it and it does start right. younger and younger. So how do you feel this competitive lifestyle plays out for our preschoolers I or mean, does it? I think it definitely does for some preschoolers. Um, like mm-hmm. not in school, like what we, and right. what I would say, like I do get parents coming for tours and they're asking, you know, like, well, what percentage of the kids are reading by the time they get out of pre-K and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like in one way I think, okay, this, this probably isn't the school for them, but then. I don't think that because this is the school for them <laughs> because that we're, we're right. the school that's right for the kids. And, you know, some parents yeah. may not be on board, but that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Um, sure. So, sure. you know, I, I don't see a ton of it with the preschool, but like some of the parents, well, you know, you can tell they they get a little, you know, oh, well, you know, my son's still, mixes up you know he he skips the number 14 when he's counting to 20 and I'm like you know Mm -hmm. what he's three and a half I guarantee by the time you know he finishes kindergarten he'll be counting to probably a hundred with no problem so you know it's all about what is developmentally appropriate and my thing is you know these are little kids there's such a huge range of what is normal and what is typical and Mm -hmm. you just can't Mm -hmm. you can't compete against and it's hard not to it's hard not to compare and I mean one nice thing about preschool too is if if we do have a child who is outside the realm of typical the teachers are really Mm -hmm. in tune to that so then we can go to the parents and say you know we notice this and this Mm -hmm. is not typical Mm -hmm. for this age that kind of thing but for the most part, like the competitiveness, I I like to hope that we're giving them a break from that for a few more years, because I mean, especially in this area, it's just crazy with everything, academics, sports, just everything. And it, it just makes me sad. Just let kids be kids for as long as they possibly can. Right. And preschool is the opportunity for that to just have this time. And, you know, like you're saying, many of us parents, you know, me included, you know, right. you're like, are they reading? To, and I've, I've definitely heard yep. the, the skip yep. number thing. I'm sure I have the, my kids did oh, the yeah. backwards thing for a long time. We do worry that as parents, but the reality is that does not need to be quote unquote, right. maybe fixed. It's just developmentally Absolutely. appropriate for preschool, which I think is another good reason to go to preschool. So you can have an ex- right. expert preschool teacher say, Hey, this is all in the norm. Exactly. No worries, course, parents, like, right? As a parent, you're always going to worry. Like, you know, I, I knew what was sure. normal and what wasn't. And I still worried about my kids. And, you know, I, I had one who yeah. wasn't reading by the end of kindergarten. And I was about to have a breakdown about that. But then by <laughs> second grade, she was way above grade level. So it's it's just, I mean, like, especially reading. A lot of people don't realize, like, reading, the developmental norm for reading is between five and seven. 
Well, mm-hmm. in Montgomery County, mm-hmm. that doesn't fly. If your kid's not reading by six, mm-hmm. they want you to have tutors and all kinds of things. But mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it just clicks at different ages. Right. And, and I always say, yeah. usually by third grade, it all kind of evens out. So even the kids who are reading yeah. by four, it, most, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. every once in a while, you'll have some genius who will, you know, go on to do <laughs> yeah. great things. Sure. You know, they all go on to do great things just different things but mm-hmm. then there can be a kid that doesn't read until seven and they could be a genius too they just they all have their strengths and weaknesses right. they all peak at different times in different ways so it's you just really yeah. can't yeah. get all stressed about that and I feel like that's a big part of my job too obviously being with the kids but just mm-hmm. educating parents on what is quote unquote yeah. normal which you know I don't believe in that word but um, you know yeah yeah yeah, I, I like that you're saying that, you know, we don't, parents, when we go to preschool right. and take our kids there, it's part of it is for yeah. us to get that reassurance that they're there socializing and doing Absolutely. the things that are appropriate. And it's nice that you're pointing that out because I think that's important for parents and with preschool age kids to know that that, that developmental range yeah. is big and long and wide and there's not necessarily so many things that have to be done. So it's nice also just, you know, being at preschool to have those experts there right. again to help you with that. So it's, it's not just for our preschoolers, it's Absolutely. for their parents too. Because a lot of these, <laughs> you know, a lot of parents don't have a lot of experience with young children until they have sure. children of their own. Yeah. So Exactly. Like, I just feel like that's Mm -hmm. part of my role is to kind of educate parents and reassure them, you know, don't, don't worry. They're fine. They're going to be fine. And like I said, in the rare circumstances Mm -hmm. where maybe there is something a little not fine, you know, then point them to the resources they need. But even, even that, you know, everyone's so scared to hear that something that, you know, maybe your child needs a little help with something again, there's no normal. All kids Mm -hmm. need help with something. They all do. Um, and yeah. you know, just yeah. like everything yeah. else, that yeah. there's a wide spectrum of that too. But you know, if I, my advice is, if anyone ever tells you, if a teacher tells you, you know, your child might need a little extra help with something, it's okay. It's okay. Get the help. Yeah. That, that's another nice thing about yeah. being in this yeah. area. There are so many wonderful resources. Uh, yeah, take advantage yes. of them. Right. And it's good that you're saying, you know, that, um, you know, at your preschool, you know, yes. you make those recommendations and all. So that's an important, another yeah. important piece to know. So let's, you know, let's go into based yeah. on your yeah. experience here. What is this real conversation behind preschool? The what real is the real conversation? conversation? Um, I mean, <laughs> I think the real conversation, like I, like I said before, the real conversation is a, yes. that the important thing is just about getting in there and being social and learning to be in a group. And also, there is no normal. It's, it's all okay. There's, mm-hmm. you know, all kids are different. All classes are different. Every, every day is different. There's, there's just, there's no normal. And I think that's what I love mm-hmm. about my job. Like, it's always new. Mm-hmm. Every year is a new year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I never stop learning. And I learn something every day from the kids and, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. again, every, Mm -hmm. every child is so different. You just really can't compare and, and they're all going to be okay. They are. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They will be okay. Yes. Yes. And that kind of like this, this conversation behind is that there is, 
you know, it's socialization, but they're all different. It's, you know, I think sometimes this, you know, we parents are trying to make sure we're checking off the boxes and getting all right. So it's nice to know that really it's okay. They're all different. Like that's a good, of of course, don't we we want that, right? So it's the world exciting. And I mean, just, you know, as a parent, you know, your kids are all different and they have the same parents. My two kids, I would never even think Mm -hmm. they're related. Like, I mean, it's crazy how different they are, but they're both wonderful in their own ways. And yeah. And they yep. both had their own issues yeah. in preschool, trust me. And they made, and they made it right. through. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. They make yes. it through. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I think you already kind of alluded to this, but yeah. I want to make sure I get it right. So what is the norm that we can challenge here? May, you know, like many of us might think blank about preschool, but really it is blank. I think you were going into the normal thing, um, here, but I'll let you well, elaborate. I mean, the, there's the whole thing, like I was saying, that there really is no normal. But I think, I, I do think like a lot yeah. of people kind of think like, oh, preschool, like it's not really necessary. They're just there playing. That mm. I hear that all the time, like especially Oh, it drives me crazy. Like some of my friends that are, you know, in more <laughs> professional jobs or whatever, so-called, you know, they're like, oh, it must be mm-hmm. so fun. You're just with kids playing all day. And granted, it is fun. I love my job. Love it. But that's how kids learn. And like I said, like the teachers put a lot of thought into what the kids are playing with and what materials we have and what mm-hmm. are our goals for all the different, um, you know, things that they're doing in the classroom so yeah when you walk in you're going to see a bunch of kids having fun and playing and that's what it should be that's what it should look like but at that age they're just they're learning constantly through everything they're doing so right so really like many people think like you're saying it's just playing but really it's developmental work it's socialization work it's it's not really the reading, writing, and things that we see in that sense. That is, because they're building up they're all those muscles we talked muscles about before and, they're, and, exactly. and their speech and, skills. I mean, yeah. We're reading to them. We're, you know, we're, we're teaching them, yeah. you know, we read left to right. And they're, they're getting all those pre-academic yes. skills that they need to be successful mm-hmm. in elementary mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I like how you're saying that we think it's play, but it's, no, it's, it's not just play. It is all these it other is their things work. that are important. Yeah. Our part of play is the work. Yes, it is their work. I love it. Yes, yes. I know. And just even like, you know, when you think about it, I'm just kind of sidebar in here, but when they do some art projects, they yep. have to squeeze tissue or pick colors or, right. I mean, I'm really reminiscing about my own, but all those, those pieces of art, they come home with have, have a real purpose, real purpose behind like, like you were saying for the fine motor stuff, but also a lot of those things are like following directions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we might, yeah. you know, especially like with the pre-K kids, I might sit them down and like, I'm constantly looking to see, okay, who's actually you know, some of the kids just rush straight to start doing something. And I'll say, you know, no, wait, because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're supposed to do yet. So we're really getting them, you know, right. used to following those directions. And, you know, as they get older, you know, with the two-year-olds, we give them very simple, you know, one and two-step directions. And then by four, we're expecting them mm-hmm. to be able, you know, to follow more, you know, complicated directions and things like that, getting them ready for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, following yes, directions is. is big, right? That continues as they grow as well. So that's, you know, and that's a good part of it. I mean, again, I just think as we're talking more, it's kind of getting me excited because you're adding more and more to this conversation that yeah. it's socialization, it's directions, it's building yeah. muscle, it's speech, it's language, I mean, yeah, it's so it's many things, which really. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I love it. Okay, so now it will be great for you to tell us a little bit about, you know, okay. Mill Creek, what you offer. You know, how can parents find Mill Creek? You know, of course, I will post your website okay. in the, in the episode notes, but let us know your website and tell us about the classes and ages and stuff that you offer. So anybody listening is interested, okay, they can check so, you um, out. Again, we are Mill Creek Parish Preschool and we're in Derwood.org. Um, we offer classes. Mm -hmm. two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and four-year-olds. So for our two-year-olds, we have either two Mm -hmm. or three mornings a week from 9 to 11.30 with an option of staying for lunch until one. Mm -hmm. And then for three-year-olds, we have two or three days a week as well. Um, And for our three- and four-year-olds, they can actually stay until three o'clock. We have an extended day program. Our pre-K program is either Mm -hmm. four or five days a week. So... And we, and we still have some limited mm-hmm. openings for the fall. So um, feel free, you know, okay. visit our website and mm-hmm. through the website, um, you can contact me. So. Great. Okay. So you have a few openings if anybody is registering for the fall, or if you're listening, yep. you have somebody coming up soon, you know, it's a good place to start checking. You I do. know you do yep, tours and I things do. like that throughout the year. Okay. Okay. So I will make sure to get that website in the description so others can find and you can check out the website for Mill Creek Parish Preschool. Um, It is a wonderful place just from personal experience. My three kids uh, all attended and we're all very well prepared for uh, kindergarten. Of course, they're teens and older now, but uh, back in the day, (laughs) hard to believe. Yeah, they were just there, but they were all very prepared for kindergarten. And I and I know your staff over the years has just always done a great job. So it's exciting to talk with you today, Sydney. And I'm also just really thankful for you um, just sharing all your wisdom behind preschool because you have all these years of really working with these, um, just these young kids in this age that's so important and oh, developmentally well, appropriate. So this thank you. Great. Yeah, well, that is it. Thanks for being here, Courageous Moms. You got this. Thank you for listening to Mom Courage, the podcast. I would love to hear from you, Courageous Moms. So send me a message through Anchor. The link is in the episode notes. Or find me at my website, www.courageouslivingforyou.com. The link is also in the episode notes. That's it. You got this, Courageous Mamas.